When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Tuesday. Today is the day of the All-Star game, but also the MLB draft is on day three. On Sunday night, we saw the Red Sox for the third straight year pick a high school infielder from California in the first round. That's Mikey Romero from Orange Lutheran High School. And Mikey, I believe this is his first Red Sox podcast he's ever done, is our guest today on the Fenway Rundown. Uh, Mikey is a uh, very confident kid, really excited to get his pro career going. But before he officially signs, he sat down with us for a few minutes. So um, excited to have him on and hopefully enjoy getting to know him. So we are here with the Red Sox first round pick in this year's draft, Mikey Romero, shortstop from Orange Lutheran. And uh, Mikey, I believe this is your Red Sox podcast debut. So we are we are a little bit honored on that. First of all, uh, congratulations. I'm sure the last couple of days have been a, a whirlwind for you. I mean, if things you know started to settle down yet at all, or is it still just uh, head spinning, that type of stuff? Um, I mean, I think the night, the night of the draft when I finally was alone, um, that's when it really hit me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these last couple of days, um, just been crazy. Uh, it's you now starting to slowly settle down, but, um, definitely these past couple of days have been really crazy. What was that night? Like, I mean, take us through kind of the, the step-by-step where you, you know, at home and, and when kind of the calls coming in, I know from your advisor, from different teams, what was that process like? Yeah. I mean, uh, I was at, I was at home with my family and some friends. Um, you know, we, we were, we had a party, um, and I mean, we just, we were just, waiting for the call really. And, um, I mean, we got the call from the Red Sox and, uh, I mean, I was just really excited because, um, one, I mean, my buddy Marcelo Meyer was picked the year before, but also, um, I mean, you, you think about the Red Sox, you just think about, you know, the winning tradition that they have and that's something that you want to be part of. So, um, you know, I was just grateful that it was the Red Sox. And you talked about on the call the other night, you know, where you were in mock drafts or where you were maybe in some of the rankings was, not as high as you were picked. And you seem to have that be something that fuels you. And that reminds me a lot of two years ago, Nick York, I'm not sure if you know him personally at all, but same type of deal, you know, another uh, high school or from California infielder, but he was the same way. I mean, he was kind of, you know, off people's radars and the Red Sox decided, you know, let's go with him in the first round. And so far it's worked out. I mean, is that, is it something you actively think about? Is it something that, you know, is just, do you pay attention to those things? I mean, how much has that really fueled kind of how hard you've worked in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I mean, I don't feel the need to prove it to anyone writing those mocks. I mean, like we yeah. saw, no, none of those guys have picks. Um, the teams have the pick, and it takes one team to like you. So, for me, um, seeing those mocks, it was it was just um, kind of adding fuel to the fire, adding to the chip on my shoulder. Um, I consider myself, you know, old-school, hard-nosed baseball player. So, um, you know, seeing that, it just kind of fueled me. I didn't really – take too much time into looking into it uh it's not something that i really cared about just because at the end of the day i knew that you know these guys didn't have a pick 
um, you know, the teams did. So, um, yeah. What was the process like with the Red Sox? I know you, you worked out for them at the University of San Diego, but uh, compared to other teams, did you feel like they were the most interested club the whole time? Um, I definitely feel like the interest level was really high with the Red Sox. Um, I mean, me and Marcelo Meyer, we share the same agent. Right. So um, that relationship was already really good. And um, I, I know all their guys um, and, you know, they, they know me pretty well. Um, I got to work out for them at USD probably two weeks before the draft. Um, and then at the combine, got to talk to them again. Um, just, you know, sitting down and talking from everyone at the organization, they seemed like they really liked me a lot. And that's when I really felt like it could be a really big possibility that it was the Red Sox. Um, and then even the area scout, JJ Altabelli, um, you know, our, our communication and our relationship is really good over my high school years. Yeah, I want to ask you about JJ. I mean, he obviously played a huge role in, in Marcelo last year and now you. Um, how close is that relationship? I mean, yeah, it's really close. Uh, I mean, we'll talk golfing. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk, you know, anything really. Um, it doesn't, it's not just about baseball, you know, with him, I feel like I have a friend in him mm -hmm. and someone I can go to. Um, and you know, there, there's nothing more you can ask for, especially from a scout. The combine is kind of an interesting thing, right? Cause it's never happened before. It was kind of a, in some ways a made for TV event. You know, I saw you, you know, salsa dancing on MLB network, all that type of stuff. Um, what was that experience like? Did you feel like, you know, you were able to, you know, actually kind of show out for teams or you feel like it was more of a kind of a networking thing or, or what was that whole thing like? Cause obviously you know, MLB is kind of starting that on the fly this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, different guys are in different situations. Um, you know, for me, I didn't play in any of the games. I did pretty much everything else from medicals to BP on the field at taking ground balls. Um, for me, uh, I think the BP on the field is something that really helped me. Um, I mean, I, I put on about, seven pounds after my season ended in weight and just really hit the weight room hard. And I was able to show kind of just a glimpse of what I will have in the future, um, which is, you know, power. Um, I put, I felt like I put on a show in BP when I was there. And yeah. um, I, I think that's something that really helped me, but I mean, overall the combine, it was a really cool experience. Um, I mean, like you said, it was, it was really like kind of TV, like really planned out, thought out. Um, but I thought it was really cool. And, you know, in that MLB network interview, you know, those are kind of big hitters, right? Harold Reynolds and, and those types of guys, like those are the guys that we've all watched on TV. And I'm sure you did, you know, growing up and stuff. And I noticed not just there, but in your Zoom with us the other night and any kind of interview setting, you seem like, super comfortable. We don't see that in every you know, like 18 year old high school draftee. You know, what what about you makes you, I don't know, comfortable in front of the camera, comfortable being interviewed, confident, all that type of stuff? Um. I think just from a young age, um, I've kind of been in the spotlight for a, a while. And yeah. um, I mean, I got to go across the, or um, I got to go to Mexico, play for the 15 year national team. Um, I went down to Mexico. I mean, I was playing in front of a couple thousand people. Um, I mean, who did not like you, who didn't want you to win. And, you know, that's something that, that I feel like just being, you know, under the microscope of the past couple of years, you know, in the spotlight, it kind of just prepared me to be able to handle myself um, in the right manner. Um, and I just kind of feel like, you know, on the field, I'm a cool, um, calm, collected player. You know, I have a steady heartbeat and, you know, nothing, the, the moment's never too big for me, I feel like. And that for a, for an organization like Boston and a, and a big market of fishbowl, you feel like that's a good fit? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, I mean, Fenway, uh, I mean, <laughs> the fans, you know, it's, it's going to get packed and, you know, you got to be, you got to be able to, you know, get your job done and you got to be able to handle it. I mean, you talked about, you, you tweeted the picture out of you, you know, wearing a Red Sox uniform as a little leaguer. You said that you uh, were basically on the Red Sox every year growing up in little league, have the Red Sox blanket, all that type of stuff. I know, you know, you're wearing the hat now. Um, 
Have you ever been to Fenway? Have you been to Boston, experienced that? No, I've never been. Uh, I mean, I just grew up watching on TV and then, I mean, getting to play for <laughs> the Red Sox in Little League pretty much every single year up until I started travel ball. Um, I mean, I thought it was just crazy how the, everything worked out. Right. Um, so. And then, you know, you talked about now, I think the, the big story of, of the night was finding out that you're, you know, best friends with Marcelo and that that has been a long uh, standing thing. So I know you played travel ball together, but when did you guys first meet and, and why did you, you know, hit it off so much? Yeah. Um, so we met uh, my junior year, his senior year. Um, or actually, sorry, no, his junior year, my sophomore year, we met and uh, we've been playing pretty much ever since together. Um, we played for the San Diego show travel ball organization mm-hmm. out here in California. Um, and, you know, I mean, from when I was younger, I would play second base or third base next to him and he would play short. And then when it was my time, I would play short. But um, with him, um, we just always had that close relationship. You know, we were both, you know, good, hard, competitive ball players that, you know, like to win. And that's something that we, uh, you know, just really found in common with each other. And uh, we feel like our, our game is pretty similar um, other than the fact that he's six, three um, and I'm probably six foot. So, yeah. Um, but I think the way we got our, about our business is pretty similar. So um, with with Marcelo, we just hit it off right away, and we've been you know really close ever since. Is that I know you were thrilled to be in the same organization as him, but is that just kind of comforting that like you're going to have a really close resource, a guy that you know super well is going to be able to say, all right, this is what to expect when you go take BP at Fenway. This is what you should expect in Fort Myers, right, and every level along the way. I and mean, is that even already started? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I mean, it started well before the draft. I mean, I ask Marcelo yeah. questions all the time. Um, I talk to him, and he's in Salem right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I talk to him about it, and uh, you know, he loves it. He says it's grind. Um, I mean, like I said, we're both similar in personality. I feel like um, we both. I, I said something funny to him, and I was like, "And I, I can't imagine baseball, um, you know, being your job and it not being fun." He was like, "Yeah, that's exactly how it is." Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and even with. Um, Cutter Coffee, Roman yeah, Anthony, those right. are guys that I both grew up playing with and the guys that I know really well. Yeah, I mean, that for, you know, theoretically, you're going to be very far away from home and, you know, kind of navigating you know, adulthood for the first time, right? I'm sure that that's a huge comfort knowing that those guys will be by your side. For sure. Yeah, I mean, one thing I do want to ask, you went to the same, uh, you transferred high schools in the middle of high school, right? Yes, I transferred uh, to Orange Lewis in my junior and senior year. So uh, you look at the list of, you know, alumni from there, a guy that struck out 12 Red Sox on Sunday and Garrett Cole is, is probably, you know, the most notable, you know, Garrett Mitchell, some other guys. Do you have any relationship with, with Cole at all, or have you gotten to meet him? Um, I never got to meet uh, Garrett Cole. Um, we had a first rounder um, a couple years back, Cole Wynn, um, right. with the Rangers. And I mean, uh, we, we talk a little bit, um, you know, he, he congratulated me after Sunday, but um you know, no, I mean, Garrett Cole never showed up to the alumni games when I was there. I guess he just didn't, he didn't want to pitch. Well, as long as there wasn't like a four minute delay with the national anthem there, that would probably have thrown, <laughs> thrown him off. Um, just, I mean, and we talked about this with Marcelo and Nick York the year before you guys get to play all year. That's something we don't have here in Massachusetts, right? That's why you don't see so many prospects getting drafted from new England, but you know, from a young age, like how, good is the competition i'm sure you played against a ton of guys who were you know drafted in the first round second round the guys that are already in you know the big leagues or the high level of the minors how much of a great experience is that just getting to grow up and and play at such a high level yeah i mean it's a, it's a great experience baseball takes you so many places um i mean on the summer circuit i mean i'm going all around the country and playing against the top guys i mean guys that are drafted in the top 10 picks top 15 picks this year 
Um, so it was really cool to, you know, see those guys go and, you know, just know that you played against them. And then um, in Southern California during the high school season, I think Southern California and California in general just has, you know, some of the best baseball, like, like you said, we get to play year round. So, I mean, that definitely right. helps. But um, I mean, even guys that aren't getting drafted are going to, you know, top D1 schools and, you know, eventually, hopefully we'll get drafted out, out of there. So, um, I mean, I feel like the baseball in Southern California is just really polished. And that's something that California baseball prides itself in is just being polished. And uh, apparently softball is too, based on uh, your family and what you, you grew up around. Um, that was interesting to find out. You have two sisters, very, very accomplished uh, softball players um, in Sierra and Sydney. I mean, have you... What can you learn from them and, you know, their older, their journeys that can help you with, with the Red Sox you start as a pro? Yeah. Um, I think that from a young age, they've instilled in me just learn how to handle failure, uh, failure. Yeah. And that's something that you're going to need to handle. Um, you got to be able to be a pro about it. And, you know, that's something that I feel like separates me just from a lot of people is my ability to handle failure and adversity. Um, even with my, so I have three sisters, my two older, and then my little sister, she's, you know, starting her recruitment right now. But um, mm -hmm. just, I think with them, I learned how to handle adversity from a really young age. Um, it's something that I'm going to carry with me until my playing days are over. Um, so. Is this just one of those like hyper competitive families? Like is everything you guys do, board games, all that type of stuff? Is that just all competition or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, I feel like I, I always say, and it's like having brothers, uh, you know, it's, I mean, they're punching me, they're, they're smack talking me. I mean, we have a cage yep. in our backyard, we'll go in the cage and it's just straight trash talk. You know, we, we like, we like getting after it and, you know, we're a competitive family. Yeah, I'm right. And they're, are they, are they both in coaching now or? Uh, they're both actually playing pro softball. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'll be uh, playing in a league called Athletes Unlimited. Uh, they'll be out in Chicago, I think next week. And, uh, and then my sister, Sydney, once her season's over, we'll be going to uh, Duke university for uh, a coaching job there. I have to just, I have to say that's too bad. Cause I'm a Carolina grad. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, she, but you know, good for her, I guess. What you talk about the, that competitiveness and everything goes on in the family. What, what do you, you talked about golf a little bit. What do you like doing off the field? Are you, um, you know, is it all baseball all the time or what are some of the things that you kind of do in your downtime? Yeah, I mean, um, golfing is, you know, something that I like to do. Uh, it's just kind of a way to get away from the game um, just because, you know, I mean, now it's my job. So it's something that I'm right. going to do every day. So I'm going to need, you know, that outlet to, you know, get out. And, you know, if I have that, you know, some off time, maybe golf. But, um, you know, living in Southern California, the beach, um, you know, that's, you know, that's something that I think every SoCal guy would say is just, you know, going to the beach, hanging out with friends, um, hanging out with my girlfriend um maybe chilling at home playing video games really really whatever whatever um whatever it is um but i feel like baseball is just always on my mind i, I love playing baseball and it's something that um i've just been doing for so long and i mean even if it's just watching baseball you know go on youtube and watch highlights <laughs> just random yeah. stuff who are some of the guys that you've either modeled your game after or been you know, your favorite players throughout the years yeah um i mean i really like um just left-handing shortstops, Brandon Crawford, Corey yep. Seager, Francisco Lindor. Um, I mean, uh, I'm more on, I mean, like Dustin Bedroya, like second baseman for the Red Sox, just, you know, seeing the way he went about his business and, you know, um, I mean, he had odds against him. I mean, he's, who, I mean, what, five, six, maybe. Right. Um, so they I mean, listed at five, nine, but that was generous. Yeah. I mean, he had odds stacked against him and, you know, look at the career he had, he's going to be a hall of famer. And um, I mean, it's just, 
it's those type of guys that really push me just because it shows that, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you, if you really work hard, you're going to get it done. And what's your, what's your player comp? I mean, if you could identify one, one big leaguer who your game is most like. Um, I'd say um, Brandon Crawford probably. Yeah. Or Francisco Lindor. I've heard a lot of Lindor comps. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Just lefty swing? Uh, I think just the, the smooth swing, left-handed hitting shortstop. Um, I mean, Francisco Lindor hits, and I, that's what I do best. I hit. Um, I make the routine play, and uh, that's what he felt like he does too. But the last thing I want to ask you is, uh, you know, obviously you said that your intent is to sign. Um, you are an LSU commit. Seems like you're going to forgo that to go with the Red Sox. What are, what are your plans in the next couple of weeks? Do you have kind of that itinerary set of what you're going to do? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'll, I'll be going out to Boston and signing um, mm. here shortly, and then from there I'll be going to Fort Myers and, you know, getting going. Awesome. Well, once again, Mikey, we appreciate you coming on. Congrats on everything and uh, look forward to seeing you in Boston the next couple of weeks.